We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. He's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Friday Eve. I'd just like to take a moment to thank Jesus. <laughs> thank you, indeed. And I mean it literally. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the opportunity to be here every night, getting to talk to the best people on the planet, the smartest group of people in the world out there, my friends and family who listen to me every night of the week. And to the new listeners, welcome. We appreciate you. I know y'all have a lot of choices in where you get your information, where how you spend your time. Hopefully you have a good time when you're here. And um, there's lots of different ways to be a, a part of the show. You can email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. You can give us a call here on the live AK hotline. That's 888-344-1170. But we- remember, if you call and you give us a topic... Stick to the topic. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> we might have to. We, we might have to. We love getting calls, um, but we we might have to. You know, re remind everybody throughout the show tonight on kind of a, a few of the basics when it comes to calling in the show. We also have a twenty four hour hotline to share with you guys a little bit later in the show. You'll recognize that voice. You know, he's my partner every night of the week. I'm talking about the one, the only. DJ Potato Skins. Now, right now, I'm actually DJ Macaroni Salad because I realized I hadn't eaten all afternoon. and I just mm-hmm. wolfed down in about two minutes a mm-hmm. amazing macaroni salad for my wife. Okay, well, I, I'm, I'm glad you're eating something yummy. But by the way, I have never... I always thought the term macaroni salad was like... Not, oh, I agree one. with you. It makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And growing up, I've never been one to eat cold pasta. It ain't my jam. Really? Yeah. Don't like it. It's not my jam. I want my... There's some foods that I have to eat when they're hot. My mind is expecting when I put a piece of pasta in my mouth that it's going to be hot and there's going to be melted cheese involved. I'm not really interested in a piece of pasta covered with like mayonnaise or any kind of vinaigrette. Sorry, no offense. Um, if you, if you, if you, if we continue, I'm going to end up talking food the whole show because y'all know I'm good with that. I've already got my next cake that I'm going to try. Your favorite cheese, Colin. Now, yes. Um. Okay. Um. There's actually some interesting, speaking of cheese, some cheesy stories to share with you guys tonight. I, I actually debated on what I was going to open the show with tonight. I like to open the show with the hottest topics of the day. But quite frankly, hearing the breaking news that there's more <sighs> piling on of charges to Donald Trump in the documents dispute case in Florida Convenient timing. Well, yeah, given, you know, the Hunter Biden shocker of what went down in the courtroom. I mean, I I didn't predict it. I thought the judge was going to rubber stamp it, but they didn't make it easy. They went in there thinking it was going to be rubber stamped and they didn't make it easy for the judge to do that. I think they needed something to distract 
from that. Um, and so, of course, Jack Smith has to pile on today. But literally, a poll came out earlier today, even before this announcement, and said that most most voters, likely voters, and that includes Democrats and independents, don't think it's going to have any bearing on the election in 2024. And so after seeing that today, then when I saw that they were piling on, I thought, you know, I'm beginning to think that Jack Smith and the weaponized DOJ has jumped the shark. I don't know. I don't know that people are really paying much attention anymore. They're really not. So I'm going to save that uh, for later on in the show. What I am going to open with, so do stay tuned because we will be getting into some of the details of that. Bottom half of the hour, we've got Todd Benzman from Center for Immigration Policy is going to be here to talk about the border. Mayorkas was dragged in uh, yesterday. Uh, some of his comments about border at the security, uh, uh, security at the border were insane. And today, Todd Benzman from Center of Immigration Studies actually... Or, or it might have been yesterday after Mayorkas. Either way, he actually appeared in front of Congress, and he is one of the gr- greatest reporters and journalists reporting on what's happening at the border today. So he's going to be here at the bottom half of the hour to address some of the claims Mayorkas and the Democrats made yesterday, as well as to tell you the truth about what's happening at the border. And we've got to – there's so many issues we're dealing with every day as Americans and uh, but we've we've got to we've got to keep the focus there because what they are trying to do to us through the open border and trying to have us not focus on it has just about completely just already destroyed this nation and I hate to start off on a dire approach but the point of me doing the show is to make sure that everybody's aware of what's happening we want to have some fun while we're here but then also have suggestions on how to get active because if it, obviously, if you look at our leaders, we cannot rely on them to save our country. We have to save it ourselves, which is why we're actually having the Save America Town Hall on August 10th, because we're trying to get people to understand you got to get active. You got to get active. And it starts with coming to a meeting like on August 10th at our Encore Events uh, Center here in San Diego, hosted by me, Mike Gallagher and Officer Brandon Tatum. Uh, talk about the issues, strategize on ideas, maybe maybe think about how you can become more active, at least get engaged in dialogue with fellow patriots. Get to know some of the fellow patriots in your community as well as some of the biggest voices in media. So come out August 10th. Uh, tickets are at theanswersandiego.com. This is not, you know, they're very affordable. We're just trying to cover our cost here. Um, so, and you know, speaking come on of, out. next Monday or Tuesday, awaiting confirmation, uh, a producer is scheduling Gallagher and Tatum for a full half hour frivolity yeah, right so here on the AK fun. show. Absolutely. Don't do that. No. Um, speaking of frivolity. There was no frivolity taking place today at the hearing. We finally had a hearing uh, for Congress to contemplate where the, whether they should do something at the federal level involving the mass meta- – I, I don't even have words. To, to call the mutilation of children and what's going on with the transitioning of children, to call that a medical scandal is just doesn't seem strong enough. I don't think there's words for it. I, I, I can't even believe in my own country, particularly as a child who felt that way myself, that a mistake had been made. I can't believe I'm living in a country 
to where I'm seeing lawmakers today argue on behalf of mutilating children, even when a survivor of the mutilation, well, not really a survivor, somebody who lived through the mutilation, a 19-year-old there today, is begging them to put an end to it. I can't even believe it. I want you to hear, we just reported recently on a study that came out on the skyrocketing suicide rates among the LBGT youth in this country, and particularly the transgender youth. We have reported over and over again about the thousands of children that that are now young adults that want to detransition from what's been done. We have talked about the adults that have regretted it and how the suicide rates do not only go down, they skyrocket. The lies that are being told to the parents, to, de- to lawmakers, to the country, through the media and beyond is astounding to me. I want you to listen to this liar claiming the enormous benefits of mutilating children. Please play clip six. No, this is the Democrat witness. What are the benefits of receiving gender affirming care? They're enormous. They, they produce positive mental health outcomes for these young people. They dramatically improve, improve their quality of life. They do better in school. They develop positive social relationships. We heard that with Ms. Reynolds' testimony. Their relationships with their family improves. And their gender dysphoria is alleviated. And any depression, anxiety, suicidality is dramatically reduced. Uh, there's a, a study from 2022 that found a 73% reduction and suicidality among kids who had received this treatment. What a flat out lie. All you got to do is watch an episode of Jazz Jennings to see that Jazz Jennings post-surgery has gained 100 pounds while her evil parents abused her and put, put him, I should say, biological male on puberty blockers. Jazz Jennings was still suffering from major depression, couldn't even go off to Harvard after getting you know, a, uh, you know, a, a scholarship to Harvard. You witness it with your own eyes, but you don't believe Jazz Jennings. If you would, it, it, let's listen to detransitioner Chloe Cole. Uh, she spoke for about uh, almost six minutes. Um, we didn't. We can't play all six minutes, even though every word she spoke. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to cut out a word of what she had to say. I don't know how anybody could hear this young adult, nineteen-year-old female. Talk about what was done to her. Talk about how her parents were manipulated and not say, that's it. We can't let another child have this happen to them. Let's start with her open in which she describes how it all got started. Uh, Please play clip. uh, I I think it's my name is Chloe Cole and I'm a detransitioner. Another way to put that would be I used to believe that I was born the wrong body and the adults in my life whom I trusted affirmed my belief and this caused me lifelong irreversible harm. I speak to you today as a victim of one of the biggest medical scandals in the history of the United States of America. I speak to you in the hope that you will have the courage to bring the scandal to an end and ensure that other vulnerable teenagers, children, and young adults don't go through what I went through. I used to believe that I was born in the wrong body. I used to believe I was born in the wrong body. Let's start there. She no longer believes that. I believed it when I was a kid. And you know what? I no longer believed it later. If you're a parent out there and you're letting a child 
I mean, how many times, I mean, is it not just life? Isn't that what it means to be a kid? Don't we have jokes about pageants? Oh, I want, when I grow up, I want to be a fireman and I want to be, you know, an astronaut and I, and I want to be a clown in the circus. Because isn't that how kids think? Isn't that what, what child development, child development, child development means? It means to, 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 to develop over time into who you're meant to be. Our brains don't develop until we're 25. I can't even imagine any parent out there being so dumb, so more concerned with, as somebody put it, having the new Gucci handbag being a child that's transitioning so that they can please the left in this country, that they would think that some kid having a feeling one moment means that that's how they're going to feel forever. It's shocking to me. And then she goes on to talk about, I speak to you today as a victim. She's a victim I'm not aware of any other uh, any other person they had on there. I think the panel only included a parent of someone that uh, of a child being victimized. I don't think the panel included anybody that transitioned successfully that they're bringing on there to talk about to talk to affirm what that Democrat uh, person said that uh, and lied and said that oh this gender affirming care which is there no such thing uh, your gender was affirmed in the womb um, it, it's made their lives so much better. In fact, we're going to take a break. We come back. You're going to hear from Chloe talk about what it did to her. And how her life is not only not much, no better, but how much worse it has been for her. Stay tuned. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. We're talking uh, about the playing clips from uh, Chloe Cole, who is a detransitioner, who was featured today at the hearings, and it's absolutely shocking. Before we get into her testimony as to what these puberty blockers and this this transitioning did to her, which completely contradicts the expert today who said, oh, 70-something percent, it's just so great for these kids. In, in her background story, though, what happened was as she was going through early puberty, she was uncomfortable in her body. She was getting a lot of attention from men, and she just felt weird. You know, she ident- you know, identified more with her brother like me. Like, I, I like things that my brothers like more than I like things that my sisters like. And, and so, it, you know, instead of just her being told, well, you know, you're just, you, you know, her, her, it's like she hadn't caught up yet to the changes in her body. This is what it means to go through pu- puberty, right? Um, so her parents didn't know what to do. So they took her, according to Chloe Cole, they made a mistake and took her to medical professionals who then told her she need your daughter needs to be put on puberty blockers right away. And it's the question that traps all these parents. Do you want a dead? Do you want a dead daughter or a son? And the parents went along with it, the ultimate manipulation. Now I want you to hear what these puberty blockers and what this all did to her. Clip 19. At the age of 12, I began to experience what my medical team would later diagnose as gender dysphoria. I was well into an early puberty, and I was very uncomfortable with the changes that were happening to my body. I was, intimida- I was intimidated by male attention, and when I told my parents that I felt like a boy, in retrospect, all I meant was that I hated puberty, that I wanted this newfound sexual attention to go away. That I looked up to my brother. You know what? I'm going to stop you there. Let's go to the next clip because I kind of already described that part of the story. 
After surgery, my grades in school plummeted. Everything that I went through did nothing to address my underlying mental health issues that I had. And my doctors, with their theories on gender, thought that all my problems would go away as soon as I was surgically transformed into something that vaguely resembled a boy. Their theories were wrong. The drugs and surgeries changed my body, but they did not and could not change the basic reality that I am and forever will be a female. When my specialist first told my parents that they could have a dead daughter or a live transgender son, I wasn't suicidal. I was a happy child who struggled because she was different. However, at 16, after my surgery, I did become suicidal. I'm doing better now. But my parents almost got the dead daughter promised to them by my doctors. My doctors had almost created the very nightmare they said they were trying to avoid. So what message do I want to bring to American teenagers and their families? I didn't need to be lied to. I needed compassion. I needed to be loved. I needed to be given therapy to help me work through my issues, not affirm to my delusion that by transforming into a boy, it would solve all my problems. We need to stop telling 12-year-olds that they were born wrong, that they are right to reject their own bodies and feel uncomfortable with their own skin. We need to stop telling children that puberty is an option, that they can choose what kind of puberty they will go through, just so they can choose what clothes to wear or what music to listen to. Puberty is a rite of passage to adulthood, not a disease to be mitigated. Today, I should be at home with my family celebrating my 19th birthday, and instead I'm making a desperate plea to my elected rest my elected representatives, learn the lessons from other medical scandals like the opioid crisis to recognize that doctors are human too, and sometimes they are wrong. My childhood was ruined along with thousands of detransitioners that I know through our networks. This needs to stop. You alone can stop it. Enough children have already been victimized by this barbaric pseudoscience. Please let me be your final warning. Thank you. Wow. This barbaric pseudoscience. There's so much more that we didn't have a, a chance to, to play because we don't have time to play everything. But she talked about having the double mastectomy and how her amputated breasts were then checked for cancer. Of course, she was cancer free because she was a healthy girl and her cancer breast tissue was incinerated. It's just absolutely heartbreaking. I don't know how anybody could hear this story and think that one more child should be put through this kind of hell. You let your child, let me message to parents out there. You are not doing any benefit for your child. In fact, you are evil. What I would have said to that mother sitting there is shame on you. I would have said, we don't need to shame these children for how they're feeling. We need to stop recruiting children into transgenderism and stop preying on them for the left. And as a parent... Your child needs you to be the adult in the room, just like you don't let them drink, just like you don't let them drive a car, just like you don't let them have sex with an adult. You don't let your child make lifelong, permanently self-mutilation procedures on them. You don't do it. I would have shamed that mother sitting there. I And I don't care. I have no sympathy for her. Why did anybody kowtow to that mother in those hearings today? She needed to be humiliated for what she is doing, just like Jazz Jennings' parents. We've got some other clips to share that we're going to get into later that have to do with girls in sports that was a part of that testimony. But I wanted to start with you guys hearing from Chloe Cole herself. 
She talked at one point about the permanence. She talked about how after she started these puberty blockers, it set her into menopause. She still has pain, joint pain, hot flashes. She talked about how she couldn't she couldn't concentrate when she was in school. Don't let anybody tell you that this that these puberty blockers and these drugs in any way benefit these children. We need a federal law banning this. I'm tired of state legislators banning it and then it being overturned in the courts. Makes me sick to my stomach what's happening. Happening to these to the, to these kids. I wish that uh, you know there was there was a clip of of Gates getting heckled. The headline said Gates gets heckled for standing up for parents, but he was he was so squishy. Uh, let's go ahead and play it because this is an example of how not to handle this as a Republican. Clip seven. They want to stand between a parent and a child on these important decisions. And I don't think it's abuse if a parent says, I'm not going to get my child gender blockers. And, and it's odd to hear you advocate for the law because just moments ago in testimony, you said, and I wrote it down, parents have a fundamental right to make health care decisions regarding their children. But, but if in Washington state today, the parent makes the decision that they're not going to provide that gender affirming care What it does is it unlocks for the government a window of time to keep the child away from the parent and to not tell the parent where the kid is. Oh, please get over yourself. What you know, what's terrible is when you have uh, this this incongruent desire of the government to restrain the ability of parents to parent. And I, I can only imagine the terror that a parent must go through not knowing where their child is. So, No parent should have the right, Matt Gates, to abuse their child by transitioning them with puberty blockers and mutilation. This is not a parent's rights issue, but for the fact that the government is stepping in and trying to, to put that on kids, and so is the medical community. The solution is not parents' rights here. The solution is for the Republican Party to say, we are going to implement a ban of any of this crap going on across the country because it's child abuse of the medical variety. It's Joseph Mangala crap, Matt Gates. That's the issue here. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to switch gears. We're going to take it down to the border with Todd Benzman. Center for Immigration Studies is going to be here. He testified before Congress. We're going to get his take on what's happening at the border. Stay tuned. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Don't blame me that Todd Benzman can't be on right now. Blame Pete Buttigieg with his travel, <laughs> with his travel stuff. That's what we get from trying to book Todd on a night that he's flying back from uh, D.C., testifying in front of D.C. But he's the best at the border. Well, he is. So we'll get him on. um, He he might even. Well, we don't want to get him on from the airport. We'll get him on to talk about his testimony as soon as possible. uh, So let's officially reschedule him. Okay, so if he calls in. But I'm but there but we can shift back to Mayorkas's testimony from yesterday in front of Congress. And then when we can rebook Todd, he can counter it because it was absolutely insane. You know, right now there's all this debate about 
who the Republican Party should impeach. I mean, in fact, I saw a debate today with I think it was Steve Bannon and Dr. Gorka. And, and and then another debate with, later on in the day between I think it was Bannon and Cash Patel and it, everybody's debating today on who to impeach first. This is how bad the Biden administration is. Do do we go after? Uh, does the Republican Party go after President Biden because there's clear evidence that he, while vice president and and possibly even now, has been involved in a bribery scheme to sell off influence in the United States of America, including the fact, by the way, I haven't even talked about the fact that uh, Hunter Biden, remember his artwork? Oh, there was no way that anybody, uh, people were like, who's buying this Hunter Biden artwork? Who's paying 500 grand for one of the these you know pieces that look worse than anything Gator would do if I dipped his paws in paint? Uh, well, come to find out, one of the buyers ended up getting a nice appointment to a presidential commission somewhere. So is that not influence peddling to line the pockets of Hunter Biden and the Biden family? So then, so the question is, do, but then do they go after Merrick Garland, who's weaponizing, who's, who's, who's weaponizing the Department of Justice against a former president in order to stop him from being able to run for president again? Who's also uh, covering up the DOJ, covering up the corruption, working hand in hand with Christopher Ray? Oh yeah, head of the FBI, who's been obstructing justice and covering up the crimes of Democrats. Do we impeach him, or do we impeach Homeland Security Chief Mayorkas, who is overseeing an invasion of the United States of America that is completely destroying us? Did you guys know? Seven million illegals. We have been hearing for decades how we've got 11 million illegal aliens in this country. Just since Joe Biden took office, seven million illegal aliens in the, into this country. Spread out into your neighborhoods, into neighborhoods all across this country. Child sex traffickers, rapists, murderers, MS-13, MS-13 gang members, terrorists off the terrorist watch list. Something like 80,000 children missing. Enough fentanyl to kill off the entire state of Nebraska. That's what's going on in our country. In our country. And the, the borders are, Kamala hadn't been down there. Here's uh, what uh, Matt Gates said to Mayorkas about uh, the cartels. Skins, please play clip uh, 15 from last night. Two million encounters and releases under your watch. So not including the Title 42 expulsions, not including violent criminals, of those two million plus that you've encountered and released, how many have you told to go home? Um, uh, Congressman, uh, individuals who are released are placed in immigration enforcement proceedings under the law where they can make their claim for relief. If their claim for relief is not satisfied, they are subject to removal from the United States. Right. Subject to removal sounds very different than actually removed. So I'm not interested in the process. I'm not interested in what people are subject to. Two million people encountered and released. Not the expulsions under Title 42, not the criminals. How many of those people have you deported? So, uh, Congressman, a few points. Number one. Just how many of the people? I just want to know how many. It's just a number. Congressman, uh, we are dealing with a completely broken immigration system. I get it. No, 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 Mr. Secretary, I'm not going to let you burn my five minutes. Do you know the answer? Do you know the number of people out of that two million that you've removed that aren't criminals? I do know that we have removed more aggravated felons. Right, I'm not asking about them. I've caveated that away. Because here's what I'm I'm sort of getting and what your non-responsiveness is demonstrating. 
The Mayorkas doctrine is this. If you show up at the border and get released into the country, if you don't commit a specific aggravated felony, which, by the way, doesn't include a lot of assault and battery, doesn't include a lot of bad domestic violence, but if you're not one of the people who commit those crimes, you get to stay forever. That's exactly what it is. The 7 million that I said, you might be thinking, well, Gates is saying 2 million. 7 million is the estimate of the total number. The 2 million is who they've encountered. That, uh, the 7 million is including all the, the gotaways and more. 7 million is the total number estimated. Um, in fact, where did the 7 million come up with? It might have come up with in, when... Um, The Federation of American Immigration Reform, FAIR, uh, released their fiscal 22 immigration numbers. The FAIR estimated, FAIR.org estimated that five and a half million illegal aliens had entered the U.S. by crossing over the border since Joe Biden. That number has reached nearly, it reached seven million today, nearly one year later. This is according to the Federation of American Integration Reform. So it's um, seven million But if you listen to the Democrats, it's we crazy MAGA people. We conservatives are the problem. We white people are the problem. Let's listen to Hank Johnson. But but before you play the clip from Hank Johnson, let me remind y'all, isn't isn't Hank Johnson the guy that thought Guam was going (laughs) to... He literally thought Guam was going to tip over. Y'all, you... Get him out of here. You don't have to take my word for it. Y'all, go and Google Hank Johnson. Here he is talking about Homeland Security, clip six. But at any rate, MAGA Republican extremists want to sell us on an apocalyptic fantasy. They want the American people (laughs) to believe that the border is out of control, that drugs are flowing in freely, that September 11th style terrorists are infiltrating with with impunity. impunity. And that Latino immigrants are coming to rape, rob, and murder our families. But in reality, the greatest threat facing our homeland is white nationalist ideology that lies beneath such rhetoric. Okay, first of all, I cannot listen to Hank Johnson without remembering the Damon Wayans skit from In Living Color. Okay, let me flagellate on your prostate. The extent of the infirmity of my posterity, uh, uh, posterior. Say what? <laughs> y'all know you old and living color fans. Y'all know you were thinking the same thing. You know you were. <laughs> but seriously, we white people, we white people are the ones. We're we're, we're the ones with the problem. What? Let me remind Hank Johnson that Donald Trump, one of the reasons why they hate Donald Trump is that when he was running for president in 2016, he brought out all the uh, angel moms and dads. And there were multiple parents who talked about the brutality, the brutality, the murder of their children at the hands of illegals, and they were legal immigrants into this country. There was a, an Hispanic gentleman who came to this country legally, whose daughter was dismembered and thrown into a cornfield, I think it was somewhere, and lit on fire by MS-13 gang members. To allege, to try to, to try to twist this around, 
and blame what's happening on white people is just absolutely the most racist and despicable thing ever. Mayorkas is proud of the work that he's doing, and he should be, because this is all by design and by intention. In fact, he says we do we, we actually have operational control of the border, and they do because they're happy with their partners, the cartels, and what's happening at the border. Clip five. So would you say, uh, having been asked this over and over again, uh, that the United States, the president of the United States, the secretary of Homeland Security, and all of the hardworking men and women uh, at the border uh, have operational control or have a form of of of, um, of of presence, uh, that they are aware of what's going on in the border and that they're working to secure the border every single day. As we define that term, Congresswoman, we do. As we define the term of operational control, we do. Yeah, we got a presence down there. It's our buddies, the cartels. We don't care that there's a tree showing all the panties that the rapists throw up into the trees to document their victims. We don't care about the children that have been brought here as part of human trafficking. That's why none of the Democrats watch the movie screening of Sound of Freedom. They already know what's going on with the child sex trafficking trade. They're a part of it at the border. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to go back to the hearing today about transgenderism and talk about the portion related to girls and sports. Stay tuned. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Just checking things out on the socials, and I see my man Joe Burrow, former quarterback at LSU, now at Cincy. I don't watch uh, NFL, but I do follow uh, I follow Joe Burrow because we just love him as former uh, LSU, who just gave us the best football season ever. Anyway, he hurt himself in training today, and that's uh, not good news. We do have good news, though, uh, to share with you guys in terms of wokeness. We're actually seeing, beginning to see the benefit of a little thing, actually see the reality of a little phrase called go woke, go broke. We're going to talk about that next hour. But we're going to take a little trip back to uh, the hearing today on transgenderism because, uh, there, you know, the, the Democrat Party who it's women how how do you vote for democrats if you're a woman out there and you vote democrat please call me and explain to yourself what they are doing to literally destroy the lives and the careers and the aspirations and the hopes and the dreams and the privacy and 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 the uh, safety of girls young women and women today is is it should should make you angrier than anything you've you've seen when Chloe Cole talked to uh, one of the things that came out when Chloe Cole first talked about detransitioning and she talked about, you know, I'll never get my breasts back. Even if, you know, even if the puberty blockers haven't completely, she, her, her fertility is unknown at this point. Think about that. Think about the rush to destroy your child's ability to ever have a child. But if Chloe Cole ends up being able to have a child, which she doesn't know yet, she was lamenting she'll never be able to breastfeed. And she was told, Ugh, well, you know, you can just get some, you know, artificial breast and, you know, bottle feed. I mean, just the the hatred towards women, the discarding of women like trash, like used fast food wrappers is despicable to me. Here's Nadler, Jerry Nadler. I thought we'd gotten rid of this puke back during the Clinton days. Here's Nadler. 
declaring, uh, uh, you know, his his feelings over girls being forced to compete against biological males in sports. Clip one. But the facts do not justify the fears that Republicans and their political allies gin up over the fairness of trans girls participating in girls athletic teams, nor the further stigma it attaches to transgender children. Like I said, when when I first started seeing some you know clips and some audio come you know come out of this hearing today, I thought, how are they saying this? Did did the Republicans not invite somebody detransitioning? Because how could Jerry or, or somebody that's had to compete against biological males? Because how can a Democrat sit up there and say this? How can a Democrat could any Democrat say make a statement like that that the facts do not justify the fears over girls, girls being forced to compete against biological males? How can anybody say that in front of a girl who's had to compete against Leah Thomas? But he did. Here's a girl, Paula Scanlon who had to share a locker room with Leah Thomas, compete against Leah Thomas, who was a biological male, six foot something, with all the male parts. How, how could Nadler say that in front of her? I want you to hear from her. Skins, please play clip 12. One might ask, why do I speak so passionately about issues that seem hypothetical or some may perceive as only impacting a small number of women? This is not hypothetical. This is real. I know women who have lost roster spots and spots on the podium. I know of women with sexual trauma who are adversely impacted by having biological males in their locker room without their consent. I know this because I am one of these women. I was sexually assaulted on June 3rd of 2016. I was only 16 years old. I was able to forgive my attacker, but violence against women still exists. Let us not forget the viral Me Too movement that empowered female victims to speak up. It casts a spotlight on the widespread prevalence of sexual assault and abuse, including in scholarly and educational institutions. Individuals on this committee have previously stated violence against women is all too common. I am grateful for those members who have brought awareness to violence against women in the past, but unfortunately, there's still much to be done. As a sexual assault survivor, many policies pushed today completely ignore my experiences and many women like me. I ask the members of this committee, please consider this issue outside the lens of political affiliations and understand the true impact of ignoring the realities of womanhood. Future generations depend on us. Thank you for the opportunity to speak here today. She talked at one point about how 18 times a week she had to undress in front of a biological male who was walking around naked in front of her. That is sexual abuse. That's no less sexual abuse than if a teenage girl was going over to visit a friend, hang out at a friend's house, and the dad came out naked in front of her, and she was forced to strip in front of him. That would be a crime. What's happening to these girls is criminal. Absolutely criminal. We need, and by the way, uh, you know, um, I don't know um, if this was at Harvard or not, because um, I, I think there was another, there was another g- g- swimmer from Harvard who, we actually had her on the show, and she was speaking up 
on behalf of of her what her experience she had competed against Leah Thomas as well but I don't think she had, sh- had to share a locker room with Leah Thomas but she but you know basically she was it, it was like Paula Scanlon said that she was she was you know the, there's for Nadler to say that it's a bunch of fantasy and it's a bunch of crap we have women it's documented the women that were like top swimmers in competitions until number 400 on the men's side decided that he wanted to call himself a girl and then he ends up at the number you know stand at the top of every podium I want to play a clip from one of my new favorite congressmen Wesley Hunt former Marine Corps uh, um, West Point graduate helicopter pilot I loved what I loved his testimony uh, with the whistleblowers, the IRS whistleblowers, and I'm loving his testimony today. He's the opposite of squishy. He's the opposite of squishy. We need to hear this kind of passion, not like not Matt Gates and the crap that he was he was squishy about. We need this kind of passion when it comes to protecting children and transgenderism. Let's play this clip. Uh, clip two, Miss Scanlon. My daughters are going to watch this. Because you have become their new hero. And I can assure you that my four-year-old and my two-year-old daughters will not change in front of biological men. This is ridiculous. I don't care what party you are a part of. If you think that we are all equal and the same biologically, you've literally lost your mind. And when my two daughters work hard in the sport work hard in their craft to be the best that they can be amongst other women, they will compete against other women. I owe Victoria and Olivia and every other young lady in this country that. If you think I'm wrong, I am not the problem. I can assure you. Boom. We need more of that. The Republican Party if, if the Republican Party in on mass, every one of them can't get fired up and be willing for th- this, if not, if they're not, if this isn't a hill, they're going to die on. That's what we should on, be hearing each and every day. If they're, if this isn't a hill, they're going to die on. We're dead as a nation. Why would we even bother to vote? Next next hour, we're going to be talking about the 2024. I'm not hearing DeSantis this that fired up and that passionate, Mister Anti Woke. Quite frankly, I'm not even hearing enough of Trump. That level of passion. I want to read a couple of emails real quickly. Sean says, I do think we're, uh, I, you know what, I'm going to save these for next hour. We're out of time. I've got, I've got quite a few of listener emails to share with you guys. Stay tuned. Uh, we've, we've got lots to cover next hour. 2024 election, some great news involving Go Woke, Go Broke. Want to hear from you, 888-344-1170.